Here we go. Good morning, everyone. Uh, we are on. We uh, we're going to start back again on 101b, and uh, we're going to start uh, right after uh, Rav Hanuk, on uh, in the middle of the page, Vesu Yosef Rav Chista, and uh, Vesu, and also Yosef. He sat again. Sitting always means. Uh, that he it doesn't mean to sit literally, because actually originally when they learned they used to stand, but it means that they made an appointment to, to uh, focus on learning. That's why it's called the yeshiva. Means like yeshiva das. Means like they got together to study. So and also uh, they Yosef uh, Rivchista they got together uh, to study. and he said the following. And our discussion will remind you what we jumped into. Uh, has to do with, uh, we said that um, when you go to a different place, whether you need to make a new bracha. And uh, that's, uh, uh, we, we got into this because you make a bracha of, if you're the chazan and shul and making kiddush, and you've made a bracha on wine, so then when you go home and you have some more wine, why would you want to make a new bracha? And uh, the, the concept is that we avoid making an unnecessary bracha. It's not, if we just thank Hashem for wine, why do we need to make a new bracha? The truth is, it's a great idea that every place that you're in, you have a new job there. It's true, you thank Hashem for wine in the old place, but now you're in a new place. But you have to know, is that a requirement? What's considered being in a new place? When is it that it's a whole new drink? and that you need to make a new bracha, and when is it that you're still covered by the old bracha? So we're getting into a debate of multiple opinions about when, uh, if you uh, are still covered by the bracha. And the, the question here really is, what if you're in a place, you made a bracha, and then you leave, and then you come back? Are you still covered by your bracha you made a few minutes earlier, but you left? So let's begin. So, That famous rule, that if you change your place, you need to make a bracha. And again, I, I think it, it's, a, it's an important lesson to us. In every, every, every situation, we have to look at what's the bracha we need to make over here. Even though we made brachas in other places, we're in a new place. We have to acknowledge Hashem in this place. So, lo amr, and that's only said, el b'dvorim she'ein toin bracha l'achrei When we started the bracha, so some brachas are like independent. You make a bracha, you take a sip of water, and you're done, right? Uh, that's it. Uh, whereas some brachas, you're really not finished because you need to make a final bracha. When you eat something significant, you're required to either bench or make an alamichio, alagefen, and so you are not done in that place. And not only that, technically, even if you left, you're required to go back there and to bench in the place where... So... If you need toin if you need an after bracha in that place, so you're not done, you're not finished. You can't just leave. It's not like you just made a bracha and you take a sip and you're done. No, you need to go back and finalize. those foods You don't need to make a new bracha if you continue eating after you left. Why? Or you you change your spot. My time, Lakiva Kama Hader. You're going back to your original eating. In other words, some brachos, they're independent. You just make a first bracha and that's it. And take a sip and you're done. But some brachos, 
you make the first bracha, and you're not done till you make the final bracha. So the fact that you didn't make a final bracha shows that you're still going strong. Uh, that's why at a meal, they bring out more food. You don't need to make a new bracha because you didn't bench yet. So it means that you're still going. So you're still covered until you finish. So that basically, he's saying if you were going to finish, if you were going to have a final bracha in that place, then there's no need to make a new bracha. That's one opinion. You know, you do need to make even in that case. So now we ask a question, and we're going to say a new criteria for when you're finished. Uh, if you have a group, we, we gave the analogy of the chassan's tish, the groom's room, that the, the friends of the groom are sitting there eating away. It's, very, it's funny when you go to a wedding and the people aren't there and you're sitting in the, in the groom's room and there's nothing to do, so you might as well you, you, you eat something or you drink something, and then you find out that the groom is coming. So our custom is we treat the groom or the bride like royalty. We get up and we greet them. So they were on their couches and drinking away. And all of a sudden, somebody gives the announcement, hey, the groom is coming. And they picked themselves up and they got out of there. They left that little room where they were drinking. <laughs> so now, now when they leave, uh, they don't need to make an after bracha right then and there. And when they come back, they don't need to make a before bracha. In other words, basically, uh, what happens is they go, they escort the groom, and then before the chuppah, they go back to the room and finish off their food, right? So the question is, did, should they have made a bracha when they left, and should they make a new bracha when they start? And we say no, even though temporarily they change their place. And this is our question. Uh, we said anytime you change your place, you need to make a new bracha. In this case, we say you don't need to. But what's the criteria? That not everybody left that room. Uh, there's an older person or a sick person. Uh, we mentioned just half-jokingly, half-true, but in some weddings, when they go to uh, the, do the bedekin, it can be very dangerous for a person to be standing too close to the, uh, uh, the groom because all of a sudden um, uh, they start moving very quickly and there's narrow entrances and you could get pushed to the side uh, be, be, uh, between the groom's friends that are dancing around him and uh, sometimes the women are, are in the way. And uh, you got if somebody uh, if somebody's elderly or delicate, they don't they don't they shouldn't be in that spot at that moment. Um, basically, the groom and his entourage are going to push through whoever's in their way. I've seen this happen where you have a whole hall of people, and then the groom is coming, and then like everybody gets moved out of the way, like it's magic. They all they all go to the side. So sometimes an elderly person or as I wouldn't want to be take a risk of getting trampled. So they're still sitting there eating. So as long as there are people sitting there, so when you leave, uh, uh, then you're good. But if nobody is still in that room eating, then you do need to make a bracha. You need to make a bracha before you go to greet the groom. And when you come back, so what was that case? We mentioned that they picked themselves up. So clearly they should have normally benched. We're talking about a case where there needs to be a final bracha. And still, that alone won't... Uh, the, the, the question here is this. What's the criteria 
that you can keep on eating uh, and go back without a new bracha? Is it that you didn't bench yet? Or is it that somebody else was still at the meal? So over here we seem to say the reason you don't need to make a new bracha is if someone else is still at the meal. But if no one else is still at that table, there's no old man, there's no sick person who didn't want to get crunched, who was sitting there eating, even though you didn't bench, uh, you would need to make a new bracha. That's what it said. In other words, so this is a question on the view that we quoted. In other words, we quoted a view that as long as you didn't bench, you don't need to make a new bracha. Here we see that even though you didn't bench, you would need to make it. The only reason that you're good over here, Taima, let's read the words, the Nikusham Zachanakola, because there was still somebody else there eating, so that made it that you weren't done. To Shein Yotzin, when you go out, then ain't toin brachal, my friend. Then you don't need to bench or make an alamichi or alagevmich, shame chosen. When you come back, ain't toin brachal, you don't need to make a new bracha. But if you didn't leave an old person there, oh, or sick person, when you leave, hold it, you better bench, you better make a brachal of my friend afterwards. When you go back, toin brachal, chachila. Kashir said, as long as you don't bench, you can keep on eating. You can leave and come back and keep on eating. But here we see it's not true. You can only come back if there's still a group there. It's a different criteria than that, that which Rav Chista suggested. That's a good question. It uses the word heinichusham, left there. <laughs> I assume whatever they're, they're probably eating, or, or, uh, uh, but they're still there. Uh, I, I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, Dr. Yaffe, you had a, you had a yeah. point? Yeah, yeah when, when they're talking about a bracha here, they mean, a, they mean benching or alamichia, not, not barinafashas, right? Correct. That's what the Rashbam speaks out. Okay. Um, right. That's, that's, what they, that's what they speak out. Um, it's actually a tosus. Why does that make a difference? So we're you, saying you, that... You finished, your, you finished your eating, you know, it's the same point. Um, let's take a look at the toptosis. Um, the, the answer really is that it's a complex issue, exactly which bracha you're finished. If you look at the toptosis on yesterday's page, So, He says something that doesn't have, this is um, how Dr. Yaffe was saying it, if you're only eating water or fruit, you don't need, a, you're not finishing off with a fancy bracha. Um, but if you, have to, if you actually haven't benched or made an alagefen, then you don't need a new bracha. But if you just made a shahako, you would need to make a new bracha. That's the way Dr. Yafi was assuming. And he says, um, for this reason, the, the, the real que- there's an interesting question like this. Let's say you, you were eating and you washed and you started a meal or you had some, bre- uh, some cake or cookies or wine and you made a brepria guffin and then you got called out. Someone called you out, uh, someone called you to, uh, got called to the phone so, and you forgot that you were eating and then now you need to make a bracha achrona. So the question is, do you have to go back to your original place to make the bracha achrona? Just like you have to say the bracha rishona when you go to a new place, do you need to go back to where you were, the bench? 
So many people hold, many Meforshim hold, that if you need to bench or make alamichi, you actually have to go where you ate. But it could be brain nefashur, so you don't. Uh, you can make that wherever you're at. It's interesting. Uh, so that's this word, b'mekomo. It needs chashim uh, bracha in its place. Um, and uh, the, so that, uh, I just want to say it's really a little bit complicated, this whole this issue that we're talking about. And everybody's point is well taken. In other words, whatever you want to think, there's probably somebody who says that later in, in the tosos. But uh, that's, um, but that's a, in other words, this criteria that if you started a meal, it's not considered finished. It's only if you ate something significant that has a complete finishing. Whereas when you just have a piece of fruit, you, you could argue that when I go eat another piece, I make a new bracha because it wasn't, uh, a plain shahakal didn't start a whole meal. Uh, that's, that's kind of the idea. But okay. But at any rate, uh, we are at the bottom of the page and uh, we're just about to start today's daf. Don't worry. I, hopefully we'll finish on time. But uh, the question is, uh, we said the criteria was as long as you didn't bench or make an alamichia, you don't need a new bracha when you go back. And over here, it seems to be that alone won't do it. it it's, it's only if there are people still at the table eating that you don't need to start a new bracha. The idea is when you come back, is it a new meal or is it the old meal? So if you have people there, you can't say it's a new meal. Those people have been there the whole time and, and they're joining you. But if you say that it's uh, uh, as long as you didn't make a bracha it's the same meal, so then you don't need the people. So So as we turn to today's page, the answer is there's two opinions. One opinion holds as long as you didn't make a bracha achrona, and that's Rav Chista. So that, and this is not a question on him, because this goes like the other opinion that says the fact that you didn't bench, that alone, you still need to make a new bracha. This op- opinion who says that benching doesn't mean you're, that uh, you would need to make a new bracha, this opinion says you need to have people still eating there. So as long as there are two different opinions, it's not a contradiction. Man Tanik here is Rabbi Yehuda. It's Rabbi Yehuda. Where do we see Rabbi Yehuda's opinion? In Tanya. He got a bunch of buddies that were uh, eating and they picked up their feet. Oh, this is a little different. They didn't get the call to come uh, uh, to see the groom. They got a call, they need a minion. You're sitting down, the rabbi calls you, we need a minion. So they picked themselves up, they went to the base of Knesset or the base of Medrash, you got to start the daf, and then you came back to finish your meal. To shame Yotim, ain't toin brachal afrem, shein when they, uh, since they really planned on going back to the meal, so they don't need to bench when they leave. And when they come back, in, in a wedding hall, this happens often where you sit down to start the meal and someone's making a mincha. So they call you, you get up and you go outside and daven mincha, right? So when you leave, you don't need to bench. And when you come back, you don't need to make a new bracha. And on this, Rabbi Yehuda said, That's only true. We're not making fun of the old people anymore. That's only true when some of your buddies are still there. So you should know there are always people that, oh, I'll daven later. I'm in the middle of eating now. Don't bother me. <laughs> there will always be some people still sitting at the table, right? But if you don't have anybody still there, when you leave to go daven, you need to make an after bracha. When you come back, uh, Ella, what's the reason? The reason is because these are things that need an after bracha in their place. Uh, and when you leave, that uh, since you need to finish, and when you left, 
you didn't finish, and when you come back, but if it would be something, if it would be something that didn't really need a bracha in its place, then you would make the bracha. Then when you come back, you would uh, make the bracha. So it, it just depends on whether it's something that you would uh, need to bench on or not. But uh, the bottom line is, we see there's two opinions. And so since there's two opinions, uh, we don't have a contradiction. There are two opinions about whether you need to have the group there or whether it's just an issue of benching. And then, as we said, uh, the question is what, uh, whether what you ate required some an afterbracha or not. But what we're saying is, is that when you need an afterbracha, you've shown that you're not finished. If it needs an afterbracha and you didn't make it, so you've shown that you're not finished. Whereas the other opinion says, no, there are other criteria to show you're not finished, that there's people still eating. There's two opinions, that's fine. Now we'll go to an, uh, something we mentioned um, uh, earlier. Uh, wouldn't this be a problem for Rav Yochanan? Rav Yochanan said, uh, we had him before on Kuf uh, Aleph, he said, uh, you don't need to make a new bracha just because you change your place. And over here we're seeing that if you would come back, you would need to make a new bracha. So the Morris says that, didn't we already knock him out of the ballpark? <laughs> he said that you, you don't need a new bracha if you go to a new place. And we already knocked him out. He was already, so the Morris said, uh, that's not a, a question. Sometimes we like to give him a double knockout. Uh, so this is a double knockout. You know, we, we want to take that view and bury it. If you go somewhere else, you need a new bracha, right? That's the, this would also be a question. Omer Reb Yochanan, Reb Yochanan wants to say no. Who had it would be true. He would say, even if it's something that doesn't need a bracha, a new bracha achrona, still you don't need to make a bracha because Reb Yochanan says when you go to a new place, you don't need a new bracha. Why does it say they picked themselves up? Which sounds like when you go to a new place, you need a new bracha. That's for a different reason. To tell you the power of Rabbi Yehuda, even if you still need to bench, the only reason that you don't need a new bracha is because the buddies are still there. But if you hadn't left the buddies, Kashem Yotzin, when you leave, Toin Brachal, you would have had to make a Bracha Achrona. Kashem Kozin, when you need to go back, Toin Brachal Achatila. Okay. So um, we're just saying again, uh, we, what comes out is that we're th- we have three views, and we mentioned all these three views yesterday. Uh, you made a, bra- a Bracha in one place, and now you, d- you go to a new place. The question is that the fact that you went to a new place, do you need a new Bracha? So Rabbi Yochanan said no. Uh, now, obviously, if it was hours away, if it was many a different time of the day, maybe you would need. But we're talking about like where you made uh, you made kiddush and shul, and you had a little bit of wine, and then you come home, you don't need a new bracha. That was Rabbi Yochanan, and we proved him wrong once, and this is a proof wrong. Now we have two other views uh, when you need a new bracha. One is as long as you didn't bench yet, you're good. And then the second one is no, even if you didn't bench, if you go and you start a new meal, you need a new bracha. So then the only time that they would agree that you don't need a new bracha is if the original group was still eating. So when you leave, if you come back till the same meal and people are still eating, so then that's, so those are the three views that we have. And the, the question is, how do we hold? So, Tanikavas to Rav Let's bring a proof to Rav Chista. 
the buddies are eating the meal to drink. And they picked themselves up and they came back. They don't need to make a new bracha. So uh, that's a proof of Rav Chista because it doesn't mention over here that they left anybody there. And the reason why is that they just didn't make a bracha achrona. So this sounds like Rav Chista. That's again the, the view that we've been quoting is as long as you didn't bench yet, you can go back without a new bracha. Okay. Tan Rabbanan, our rabbis taught. Now we get into a little bit of a new subject, uh, somewhat similar. Let's say you're in the middle of a meal and you, you're, eat, you're eating with the buddies and all of a sudden it becomes Shabbos. So what, is that, how do, what does that do? Well, Shabbos, you're not allowed to eat without Kiddush. So you're in the middle of a meal and it's Shabbos. So, uh, so we're confused by this because we usually have to daven Kabbalah Shabbos. We have a mitzvah to like go and say l'chadodi and everything. So the truth is that's, that's a modern invention. That only happened like 500 years ago in Sfas. And everybody thought it was such a good idea that everybody does it. Uh, it became like a mitzvah to daven Kabbalah Shabbos. And, and, but it, technically in the early years it wasn't necessarily done or it was like optional. You could, uh, when, you could when you get around to it you greet the Shabbos. But it's not a real heavy-duty requirement, Kabbalah Shabbos, like, like Shachris Min Kamarif, okay? So, uh, technically, they're in the middle of the meal, and it's Shabbos, so they'll, uh, they'll say Kabbalah Shabbos later. Now, what about a minion? They could make a minion after the meal, and Davin Marv. They don't, have to, they don't have to go to shul. They might have a minion there at the table. So, uh, uh, or they could have Davin Marv early. They could have, well, it doesn't sound like it, because then they would have made Kiddush right away if they Davin uh, Marv early. But uh, let's say they, uh, they're going to daven marv later. So, that's, so the only thing is, right now they're eating, and they have a mitzvah to make kiddush, because you're not supposed to eat without kiddush. But you're in the middle of a meal. So what do you do if you need to make kiddush, and you're in the middle of the meal? So, lo So they bring you a cup of wine. The first cup you make kiddush on, v'sheni, and on the second cup of wine you bench. Divi Rebbe Huda. Uh, Basically, you need to stop eating because uh, since it's Shabbos, you can't eat without Kiddush. And since you need to stop your eating, you need to bench. So first you make Kiddush and then on the second cup you bench. If you want it, then you eat a meal for Shabbos afterwards if you want to keep on going. Rabbi Yossi says, no, you don't have to do that. You can finish your meal. You can finish your meal and wait till dark. Uh, as we turn the page, Gomru Kos Rishon, when you finish, Gomru, when you finish, so then the question is, what do you do first? So let's just go back for a second. The first opinion said that the first cup you make Kiddush and then you bench. You have two obligations. You need to make, you need to bench, you're eating a meal, so, and they used to bench on a cup of wine. So you need to finish your meal and you need to make Kiddush. So it became Shabbos. So the first view is, make Kiddush immediately. And then on the second cup, you bench. This view is, no, you're in no rush. You finish eating. The first cup, you bench. Because the benching finishes your meal. And the second cup, you say your Kiddush. Okay, so those are the two opinions. The question is, what comes first? The Kiddush or the Birchas Amazon? And according to this view, you can keep on eating, so you're in no rush to make Kiddush. According to the first view, you got to make it. What? 
Well, really both. Right, that's right. It goes hand in hand. So uh, now you may remember the tosis that we had before. There's a problem with this second view is that you, uh, if you make Kiddush and bench, uh, you need to eat a meal. So that view says that the meal that you eat before you make Kiddush works also. In other words, you need to make Kiddush before the meal or after the meal. So there's the, uh, this would go like that view. Retroactive. Retroactive, yeah. So that we had the Tosus was questioning about how does that work and what does that opinion say, but that's this, uh, we quoted that earlier. Okay. So what about the idea that one can't, shouldn't eat at all until after you make Kiddush? Or is that a more later opinion? So if you hold that you can make Kiddush afterwards, then you could eat without Kiddush and just, that'd be very, as long as you make a Kiddush afterwards, you can grab the meal. <laughs> so see. Right, it depends on how you hold. Right, right. We know that by the morning, but is that the same for a little I believe so, yeah, because he was talking about the Seder night. In fact, Tosas was talking about the, uh, Tosas had a problem that according to this, if you were at the Seder night and you ate the meal first, so then it came you out that Kiddush, uh, you won't get your four cups. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Tosa was talking about the nighttime. That was the end of that Tosa uh, that we talked about yesterday. But uh, either way, before we... So again, we jumped into a new debate, which is you're eating a meal Friday night, and all of a sudden it gets dark. And uh, so the question is, do you need to stop immediately? That's question number one. And then if you do stop immediately, do you make, uh, what's, what's the order of the brachas? Do you bench first and then make kiddush, or do you make kiddush first and then bench? So we had two opinions. But now we have a different problem over here. Why are we bringing you two cups? Why are we bringing, uh, why, why don't we be green over here and uh, recycle the cup and make kiddush and benching on the same cup? Because basically, you've got to make Kiddush on one cup and drink it, and then you've got to bench on another cup and then drink it. And uh, why can't you do it all on one cup? You don't say two different holinesses on one cup. You've got the holiness of benching and the holiness of Kiddush. We don't want to mix the two together. Each one, each one deserves, each one your cup runs over. Hashem is, you know, being thankful for the meal and being thankful for Shabbos, each one deserves their own cup. That's an interesting answer. Omer, remember, you took that answer number one. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, my time, I'm sorry, what's the reason behind Roshashis? Omer, remember, the fish ain't no some mitzvahs, chavilas, chavilas. You don't bundle mitzvahs. You don't make, if you make mitzvahs a bundle, it sounds like you're trying to get away cheap. I don't want to go to the trouble to. Uh, actually get another cup for Kiddush or another cup for benching, I'll just do it all on one. But we believe each mitzvah is a treasure. So we don't, uh, we don't bundle things because then it looks like uh, we're anxious to knock them off. That's, that's kind of the... Um, I was looking for the Rashi, but I didn't see the Rashi bomb. But, uh, but that's the idea of not, not bundling mitzvahs together. So now well, we're going to start somewhat of a new subject which is, can you bundle mitzvahs together? Don't we often find, occasionally, that you do bundle mitzvahs together? Where is that? Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, that was it. Uh, the first wide-line Rashbam. I, I tell you, I've having heard, um, having Rashi and Rashbam is disorienting me. <laughs> I'm used to having only one place to look. I, I, I don't, apparently the Rashi, Rashi wrote his notes in several different versions. Um, and so the, the, the version on this parak is a shortened version. 
So that's why they added the Rashbam who, uh, to complete it, because they couldn't find the newer... Uh, basically, they were published at different times. I mean, there's, uh, there's you know, um, there, there's thousands of pages of Gemara, and so some of Rashi's uh, original commentary was very short, and then the second or third version, he lengthened it and uh, completed it. So we only have the short version. On the other hand, Rashi is definitely more authoritative than his grandson. So I keep looking at Rashi, and then Rashi's at the top, and then I got to find his grandson, and his grandson is very wordy, and so got to see what he said. But anyways, Rashi, thank you. Chavilu, Bird, Demexia, Love, Kamase. When you bundle things up together, it looks like you're trying to uh, just put them all together and finish it. Like you don't really enjoy doing each mitzvah separately. You just want to do them all together and be done with it, so to speak. It's a burden. It's a burden. It's a burden. Um, you hear that sometimes. Yeah, we're saying that uh, sometimes people look at davening like that. They just want to be done. <laughs> they just want to knock it off. <laughs> Let me knock it. And they have some shtibels that it's like the quicker the shtibel, the better, you know. And uh, uh, they have places in New York where they pay a moil to daven there so that they skip the tachnan. And so that makes the shul the most popular shul in town because you can, you can daven even faster. And then they, they have somebody starts, you know, starts early and they just knock the davening off. So those kind of things, there is a real concern that it looks like a burden. There's another concept that uh, you do mitzvahs quickly. That's a little bit different. But uh, if you bundle them, we're saying that no bundling. So now Gamora is going to ask on that concept. Velo, are you telling me we never bundle mitzvahs? Vahatanya, what about the following? We're about seven lines down. You come home after Shabbos. So it's time to make Havdolah. You make the bracha. The first bracha is Then you make the bracha on the candle. That's Ma'or. And then you make the bracha on the Basamid. Then you make the bracha on. Um, Why do they reverse that order? After, uh, uh, there, there are different opinions about that. Okay. Oh, that yeah. Um, now, uh, yeah. So over here, he's making, he's benching. Um, um, no, uh, I'm sorry. What he makes the bracha on Havdalah, and then later on when he eats, he then benches on the cup. But what happens if he knows when he eats Malava Malka that he doesn't have another cup of wine to bench on? And they, in those days, they took the mitzvah of benching on a cup a little more seriously. So if he, only, if he knows when he comes home from shul that he, if he ben- makes Havdalah, he won't have any more wine to bench on when he eats Malava Malka, when he eats after Shabbos. So you know what he should do? He should leave the Havdalah cup until he's ready to bench. And you do a benching and a Havdalah on the same cup. You bundle it. So we're saying there's no such thing as bundling. We don't like you making uh, Kiddush and benching on the same cup. Over here, we see you're making Havdalah and benching on the same cup. So what are you saying? You should never bundle. Here we say you're allowed to bundle. So the Gemara says, ain't Loshani. It's different when you have no choice. <laughs> it's true. If you have enough wine, you're not supposed to bundle. 
But what do you do when you only have one cup? So sometimes you're forced to. But it's not ideal. So there's no proof from this case. If you only have one, one cup of wine, then what's your option? There's no other option. We, but you're right. It looks, like, it looks like you don't want to do each mitzvah separately. But that's because you only have one cup. But if you had two cups, you would do it separately. So that's no question. Okay. But um, Omar Rav. So I, I would understand the point about the two cups for Havdalah and Benching, but when it comes to Havdalah, we did say there's the brach of Kiddush, Pesam, and Or, and Amavdil. So we are saying four brachos on one cup of wine. Oh, that's what we're, we're going to get to that. At this point, we didn't get to the Kiddush and Havdalah. We just said Havdalah. We didn't get to Kiddush yet. So we're saying that you talked about Havdalah and Benching. And said, and right. One cup of wine. So put aside the benching for a minute. It still doesn't answer the fact that you have one cup of wine, and we said four brachot on that one cup of wine. Right. Well, no, no. no. Uh, the 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 bracha of the candle and the besamim were not on the cup of wine. You just really said two brachas: the bray priya guffin and the havdala bracha. So that's okay. That's uh, that that that's about the ancient and the besamim. It mentions that here. Yeah, but the besamim is a different bracha. That's not on the wine. You put the cup down and then you take the besamim. <laughs> okay, so you're not, you, don't, you don't then link all those four brachos as that's one unit that you culminate with Hamadim and you're drinking that cup after saying four brachos. So the thing I think there, I understand what you're asking, is that you're bundling a lot of things together because those are all really the same theme. Those are all Havdalah. And I was since Shabbos ends, now I have the light, and since I'm losing my Nishama Yuseira, so now I smell the Basamim, right? So they're all so they're all like the same theme. Whereas benching and it's not connected to Havdal at all. I'm gonna eat Malava Malka and I'm gonna bench, that's a different mitzvah. So it's uh the, the Gamora is talking about is objecting to bundling two different micing that would each require a both or a Right, right. Okay. So uh but uh, so so far, but we're going to get to your question where there is a bundle. So again, our question, our assumption is that you don't bundle uh, mitzvahs together unless you're stuck. But uh, we want to see if that's true. But now the Gemara says, well, it's not. What about Yantov Shechalios Acher Shabbos? What about if you have Havdalah and Kiddush coming together? Because if Yantov, uh, which you have to greet the new Yantov after the Shabbos is coming in, and you have to make Havdalah. And uh, uh, so how many cups do you need? Do you make one bracha of Havdalah and one bracha of Kiddush? No, you don't. Actually, you're allowed to bundle over there. Uh, there's a little bit of a debate about the order, about what comes first, Kiddush or Havdalah. For Omar Rav, Rav said, Yain Kiddush near Havdalah, Yaknaha. He says, you make Kiddush first. First, you greet the new guest, and then you say goodbye to the old guest, Amri. Um, so um, now... So therefore, we see you do bundle. So how can we say you don't bundle? We see when Kiddush and Havdalah come together, you bundle. That's the question right now. So uh, Omer, the Gemara said, yeah, but actually, let's look at this Kiddush. Uh, you didn't say Shechianu, because uh, there's the, there's, it says Yayin Kiddush Ner Havdalah, which means that you're, you make a Brei Priyagafen, you make the Bracha of Kiddush, you make the Bracha of Berei Merei Haish, and then you make the Havdalah bracha. So now, Medelo Omer's man, and since he doesn't mention that you're greeting a new Yantav, making a Shech Yanu, so which Yantav is it that you don't say Shech Yanu? Uh, it's talking about the last day of Pesach. So the Mora says an interesting answer. 
maybe since it's the last day of the Chag, you drank up all your wine. The kol ma'ida havile ochole, velesle. We said before, when you only have one cup, it, you can't bring a proof. It, sometimes you only have one cup, so you bundle. So maybe since that case was, you weren't making Shechiyon, it was the end of Yantuf. Many times at the end of the Yantuf, you're at, your, at the end of your supplies. That's when you started. You never know how to buy enough. Whatever you need to get uh, your last cup. So the Morris said, yeah, but Vaha Yantuf Rishon, Everybody agrees that at the beginning of the holiday, you got plenty of wine, v'omra abaye. And, and, and the case of Yantarishan is where you do say zman. Abaye says, yayin kiddush man ner abdallah. Rava says, yak nahaz. By the way, we do like Rava. That's the famous yak nahaz. That's the order of the kiddush when it comes out after Yantav. That's what we're going to do this year. Uh, this year, Shabbos ends and uh, Seder starts. So you see that you bundle. So how can you bundle? Uh, we just said you don't bundle. And we see clearly, and we're going to do this this year, we make Kiddush and Havdalah on the same cup. And that's according to everyone. So Gemara says, He says that Havdalah and Kiddush are not called bundling. In other words, sanctify, ending the Shabbos and sanctifying the Yantuf, that's not two separate things. They're related. Even though the, saying goodbye to Shabbos and saying hello to Yantuf, it's, it's really recognizing the Kedush of Zman. So that's, you could do that on one cup. That's not a, it doesn't look like mitzvah sarah bundle. Whereas birchas a Muslim and Kiddush, those are two different things. That's, that's, what, uh, that's what he wants to say. Okay, let's take a look at some tosus here. Um, so just show you the, uh, uh, let's start from the third tosus from the bottom. The Islay, Omar Rav, Yaknaha, you have plenty of wine. And you still bundle. Pirish Bekunches, the Silka died to be unto Vishen Shal Pesach Mairi. That we're talking about the first day of Pesach. The Isle Kosas Tuva, you got plenty of wine. Because it says you have to have at least four cups. Vakasha, the cold Dalad Kosas Rika. Yeah, but you, you just because you have four, maybe you have only exactly four. That's what uh, Tosas wants to know. And uh, at the end, Tosas says that usually, when, uh, if you skip down to Lakain near Lafarish to be unto Vishen Mistama Anamechin Harba. He says the beginning of a holiday, you got lots of supplies. Or if it's a separate holiday. But uh, if it's the end of uh, Pesach, you don't always have so much supplies left. That's what Tosus wants. It's a side issue. Okay, let's look uh, at the second toaster in the bottom. Supposedly, Rabbi Feldman mentioned this in his Shabbos Russia, or someone told me he did, Joey told me he did. Um, we said over here, the question is just the order when you make Kiddush and Havdalah together. Uh, and we said, Yak Naha, Yain Kiddush Ner Havdalah. But the famous question is, uh, why, what happened to the Besamim? Why don't you make, when Yantuf ends, why don't you make the bracha on the Besamim? Just like when Shabbos leaves, um, you smell the Besamim. So the idea that on Shabbos you get a special spiritual dimension, a special spiritual high. And uh, you don't, we don't want to depress you when it leaves you. So we smell spices to lift you up a little bit, uh, to remind you that Shabbos has that unique thing, and during the week you got to get besamim. That's one of the reasons for besamim. So why don't you make the same bracha besamim after Yantuf? Why don't you make the bracha of besamim after a Yantuf when you make Havdalah? Just like when Shabbos ends, you need to make Havdalah, you need to end the Shabbos, and there you make besamim. So too, Yantuf, you make Havdalah, why don't you say besamim? So, Pirush Reshbam, the time Besamim Shum Ivin Neshama Yusera. 
The reason for the besamim is you just lost your extra soul. When it, it becomes yantav, you don't have an extra soul. I mean, you, you, uh, you, you have an extra soul. You don't lose it. So, for example, this year, when it, the, the Shabbos falls out before Pesach, when you make Havdola after Shabbos, you don't need to have besamim at the Seder because you don't get depressed. You're not, you don't lose your extra spiritual dimension of Shabbos because since it's yantav, you get an Hashem Yisera from Yantuf. So it, it stays around longer. Um, I think I might have, I might have um, started out not explaining that well. In other words, this Yain Kiddush Ner Havdalah is talking about when you're making hav- There is a Havdalah after Yantuf, but I, he's not asking the question why after Yantuf you don't... Uh, he's asking why after Shabbos you don't make... Um, when Yantuf uh, falls out after Shabbos, why you don't make Anbisamim? And his answer was... Because Yantuf also you have in the Shama Yisera. But Kasha, but that's difficult. In came the Matzah Yantuf. So then when Yantuf ends, right. oh, then you should have the Summim afterwards. That was my, I, I jumped the gun on that. So, so near the Yantuf Lech in the Shama Yisera. He wants to say maybe Yantuf doesn't have, um, there's like different flavors of holiness. There's a flavor of Shabbos and a flavor of Yantuf. Shabbos, you have an extra soul. Yantuf, you don't have a soul. Uh, the extra soul. So then, uh, so then the question is, then why don't you make the bracha besamim when you lose your neshama yisera? He says, He says, because you get cheered up with uh, the happiness of yantuf and the eating and drinking, um, and that's, that makes it like, um, uh, like besamim. You don't need besamim to cheer you up. It could be it's not a Yinashama Yisera, but it could be there are other mitzvahs of Yantuf that, that you're not required to have that pickup. Right. And he says, I, I didn't find out what those are. He says other people try to give other answers, but they are bad answers. But I like my answer. Okay. We'll stop here. Have a great day, everybody. Yeah. Thank you very much. Sure. Yeah.